Sexually liberate yourselves by engaging in destructive, infectious, perverted, sexually addictive behavior is the new prevailing theme in today's society and is what's being promoted as liberation and freedom to this wavered and confused generation. In a time of sexual promiscuity and sexual liberty is being promoted as the new sexual freedom, why is it that the same perverted lifestyles that are being promoted as the new form of sexual freedom and liberty are in fact, according to God's word, enslaving and shackling those that practice those same lifestyles and behaviors? The truth of the matter is many prominent homosexuals and lesbians have labeled the same sexual practices they themselves promote and practice as very addictive, corrupting, and enslaving. But yet the corrupt liberal media and the radical liberal left is hell-bent on promoting these same corrupting, enslaving lifestyles as beneficial and wholesome and a societal, physical, and spiritual progression as opposed to a societal, physical, and spiritual regression, which in reality is what it really is. Those corrupt and perverse individuals who are enslaved by these same perversions tell us to embrace the same things they themselves are enslaved by, while calling those same corrupting, enslaving, and addictive behaviors sexual freedom and liberty. They tell society to embrace these addictive, corrupting behaviors while deceptively and dishonestly referring to those same addictive, corrupting behaviors as liberty and freedom. But this is how Satan operates, coming as a wolf in sheep's clothing while promoting addictive, corrupting, and destructive behaviors as wholesome and beneficial, with the sole objective being to destroy men and women both physically and spiritually by promoting these very destructive behaviors. These perverse groups and individuals tell us to embrace these destructive lifestyles while touting them as a form of liberty. But God in His Word commands us to flee these behaviors and lifestyles and warns us that they are not liberating at all, but in reality, very addictive, corrupting, and shackling, destructive, and enslaving. Let's examine God's Word to find out how He feels about lust in all this corrupting, shackling, and destructive forms and why he commands and instructs us to flee from and avoid these very destructive, corrupting, and enslaving behaviors at all costs for our physical and spiritual benefit. Let's begin by going to 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. Again, that's 1 John chapter 2, verse 16. And as it states here, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. Now that's a profound uh, statement considering the way that these perversions are being promoted in society today as beneficial, wholesome, and good. And you see that, uh, the promotion of those behaviors in uh, you know, a number of um, media formats, you know, whether it's in music, uh, video, um, uh, you know, and in different social settings and uh, social levels. Uh, you know, the perversions and these forms of destructive and corrupting and enslaving behaviors are being promoted as beneficial and wholesome. And, uh, but according to God's word, uh, you know, these things are not of God. So it, it becomes clear and obvious that those types of behaviors are not coming from God. And if they're not coming from God, they have to be coming from another source. And uh, we understand uh, as God's word, God's word outlines it, that those types of behaviors are coming from Satan himself, and for very good reason. Satan understands that sexual addiction is one of the most corrupting uh, uh, 
forms of addiction. And it's addiction that is difficult uh, to break loose from uh, once a person is immersed in it. And you know, once he gets an individual addicted to these types of perverse sexual behaviors, he uses that addiction to guide him in, in, in other uh, areas and very destructive directions uh, and getting them involved in a number of other very destructive behaviors. You know, it's almost like dangling a carrot in front of a horse. Uh, you know, the, that, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the consensus and the, 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 the reasoning is that the horse will continue to follow a uh, walk, you know, uh, in, 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 the, um, in an effort uh, to get to that carrot, all, you know, even though it's just dangling in front of his, his face and he, can't, he really can't reach it. Um, and, you know, this is a type of, uh, the type of strategy that Satan uses uh, in terms of uh, using that type of perversion to draw individuals into other corrupting and very destructive actions and behaviors. Uh, you know, it's almost like a drug addiction really is, and it can, really can't be compared to a drug addiction in that uh, a person will do anything to satisfy the lust, the lie, slander, and see all these other things, just the lying, the slandering, even murdering. And there's been accounts of that, although it's not covered, uh, you know, by the liberal mainstream media. Uh, there have been a number of situations where homosexuals and lesbians have gone as far as murdering individuals to satisfy that filthy lust. And that's what that lust will do. It shackles you, and you'll go to any lengths to satisfy it. And, and uh, you know, where there's lying, slandering, bearing false witness, murdering, harassing, molesting, uh, in many respects, uh, uh, that's what they'll do to satisfy that consuming lust. And all those actions will be judged and according to scripture uh, most of those actions result in the, the, the spiritual death penalty for engaging in it so that's that, that you know this is how the trap is formulated he gets you addicted to these perverse behaviors and then he uses that addiction to draw you into other corrupting behaviors and activities that ultimately result in spiritual destruction and condemnation but let's go over that again in first john uh, chapter 2 verse 16 uh, for as it states here for all that is in the world the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life even in pride as I've covered in previous audios is something that is not of God because pride is another corrupting element that uh, causes you to do things and behave in a way that is contrary to the way of God which ultimately also can result in condemnation and destruction and that's further emphasized and send Malachi chapter 4 verse 1 um, where uh, it emphasizes that all the proud yea and all that do wickedly shall burn the stubble and the reason God makes that statement is because pride produces wickedness and lust uh, being addicted to lust produces wickedness as well all these are corrupting elements and they uh, essentially feed off of each other and they cultivate each other lust cultivates wickedness Wickedness cultivates pride. Pride cultivates lust. Uh, you know, and they are, they all, in, in, in essence, feed off of and cultivate one another. And they produce very destructive and uh, biblically contrasting behavior, uh, which ultimately uh, will be judged harshly and uh, punished harshly. Uh, now let's continue. If you'll follow me to John chapter 8, verse 44, as it states here, uh, Jesus answered them, and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. And Christ is just making it clear here that the person that is involved in sin and doing these behaviors on a consistent basis is the servant of it or is shackled by it. And that's the point that he's, he's getting across. Uh, let's continue. He states here, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, or in a, but the son abideth forever. Now, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. And Christ is talking about the way uh, his spirit and following his way of life can liberate you from these very destructive behaviors and, uh, and free you from these very physically and spiritually destructive actions and behaviors. And that's what it was. That's what it will do. God's way is not a shackling way of life. Uh, you know, the commandments in God's word are not shackling. They're liberating. They liberate you from the shackles of sin. Anybody who's been immersed, immersed in sin and maybe has come out of it understands and knows how addictive and shackling these behaviors are and how destructive these behaviors are. So that is what God's word does. You know, once you, when you follow God's word, you become free from these very destructive, addictive, and corrupting behaviors. But let's continue. In uh, verse 37, uh, Christ goes on to say, I know that ye are Abraham's seed, but ye seek to kill me because my word hath no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father. Ye do that which ye have seen with your father. Now Christ is just making a point here and making it clear here uh, that not everyone who claims that uh, God is the, his, their father is, is a child of God. And uh, he makes that clean, uh, clear here as we proceed. Uh, and he goes on to say, They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. And Jesus said unto them, If you were Abraham's children, you would do uh, the works of Abraham. In other words, you'd be uh, following the example of Abraham. Uh, but he says, But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I have heard of God. This did not even Abraham. In other words, Christ is saying, I've, I've turned, uh, I'm telling you information directly from God. And then uh, Abraham didn't have that information. But yet you're going about, and working to kill me because of it. And he goes on to say, uh, you, you do the deeds of your father. Then they said to him, they said to him, then said they to him, I should say, we be born of fornication, excuse me, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Uh, Christ goes on to say, Jesus said unto them, if God were your father, ye would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe not. Which of you convince me of sin? If I say the truth, why did you believe me? Why do you not believe me, I should say? He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. In other words, Christ is saying, if you were the children of God or the spiritual sons of God, you would hear God's message, heed the message, and, uh, and follow through. Uh, Christ is just informing them, uh, because you're not able to do that. Is confirmation that you are not of God. So you have, you know, and that's just consistent with what you have in society today. So many people proclaiming to follow God and to worship God, but their behavior is completely contrasting to what the Bible outlines. You know, and Christ 
is informing us and making it plain in this, these particular verses that not everyone who says that they are a son of God are in fact a son of God. You know, as I've covered in previous audios, there's a certain a level of biblical adherence that needs to be adhered to uh, and righteousness that needs to be established for one to be considered a, a child or son of God. You know, and that is that that is uh, if in terms of uh, in relation to whether that behavior uh, it correlates with the word of God and how the, the word of God defines proper moral behavior. So once you're following those precepts, that, that doctrine, that word and, and your behavior is, is falling in line with, with God's word, that determines whether you're a son of God and a child of God uh, or not. And uh, whether you, you've been uh, you've been led by the Holy Spirit and ultimately have been filled with the Holy Spirit or sealed. Uh, with the spirit of truth is what the, how the Bible refers to it as. Uh, but these are the determining factors to determine whether you're really a child of God. Not, uh, you know, your own personal opinion about whether you're a child of God or not. You know, you have a number of people, you know, that are immersed in, in very filthy practices, you know, claiming to be children of God, you know. And that is really a form of blasphemy. And that is something that is going to be judged harshly uh, when they stand before God. God is going to expose them in many respects, for the very uh, uh, rebellious, corrupt, and uh, in many respects, perverse individuals that they were, and he's going to reward them accordingly. You know, uh, you know, God's word is clear about that, and and, and that is something uh, biblical truth that is emphasized and and uh, uh, throughout the word of God. But uh, as Christ informs us here once again, in um, uh, John chapter eight, verse forty-four. Uh, the, the the person's behavior and how that be behavior correlates with the word of God and, and is in line with what uh, God instructs us and how God instructs us to behave as that behavior mirrors uh, you know the behavior of Christ the apostles and the instruction outlined in, in the word of God that those are the determining factors uh, which determine whether the person is a true child of God or not now if you live in country and contradictory to those things, you know, like it emphasizes in First uh, John chapter three verse ten, uh, and this is manifest the children of God and the children of the devil. Whoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. You know, and many other verses in Scripture, uh, like Second um, Timothy two nineteen. Uh, you know, this testimony testimony standeth sure. The Lord knoweth them that are His. Let the man that nameth the name of Christ depart from evil or iniquity. And how we determine and define what evil and iniquity are is what is, uh, if that behavior is contradictory to what's outlined in God's word, uh, which defines and determines what true morality and true righteous behavior is. That's how we determine it. Now, let's go over that again. Uh, John eight forty four, And it states here, Jesus, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. He goes on to say, If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be in free, free indeed. And again, that, uh, what Christ means by that is uh, in relation to uh, you following the instruction of the son and the father. Living your life in accordance with biblical precepts, doctrines, and the word of God as a whole. That is freedom you know that's spiritual freedom because the bible 
Again, the Bible is not shackling. It's not a business. It's not the precepts and doctrines of God are not about enslaving you. It's about freeing you from physical addictions and uh, physical addictions that can corrupt you spiritually and uh, ultimately enslave you and, res and, and can result in you behaving and, and producing uh, uh, fruit and behavior uh, that can ultimately result in condemnation when you face God, face God in the judgment. And that's further confirmed in, say, Romans uh, chapter uh, 2, verse 16, uh, where, where uh, uh, Paul emphasizes that uh, God is going to bring all secrets into judgment, all man's secrets into judgment. And so many other verses in Scripture uh, would support that and uh, validate, uh, you know, those biblical uh, statements. Uh, but as it states here again, <clears throat> uh, Christ goes on to say, I know that ye are Adam's seed, but ye seek me to kill me because my word have no place in you. I speak that which I have seen with my father. You, you do that which ye have seen with your father. And he's just emphasizing that God is my father and Satan is your father. He's making this plain to these people. But they, you know, they were, you know, because they were full of pride and ignorance, uh, you know, uh, setting about and going about establishing their own righteousness separate from how the Bible defines righteousness. Uh, you know, they've falsely convinced themselves that they were, in fact, uh, children of God, you know, based on their own uh, personal opinions as to what righteousness was and, 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 uh, and, and in terms of how that's, def you know, how uh, being a child of God is defined. So they were basing that on their own personal opinions. They were full of pride, arrogance, uh, egotistical. Uh, you know, resistant to the truth, uh, you know, at that particular time. And it's even more widespread today. Uh, you know, you can outline clearly in God's word, you know, and define what being a child of God is, you know, and, 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 and uh, provide several verses in Scripture to validate that. Uh, but these people still uh, will reject it because they're full of pride, uh, you know, uh, self-absorbed, you know, wanting to do it their way. And uh, they'll still claim to be children, children of God when living absolutely contrary to God's word and what he uh, commands. But it goes on to say, and they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. In other words, you will be following Abraham's example. And he was absolutely obedient to God. And Christ said, you're not doing that. And that's a confirmation that you're not Abraham's children. Uh, because you're not you're not living your lives in a way uh, which in a way which is consistent with a Abraham's behavior, you know you live in absolutely uh, uh, contrary to the way Abraham was living. But he goes on to say, but now you seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth, which I've heard of God. This did not Abraham. Uh, uh, Christ is saying I've received this destruction, this instruction rather, uh, directly from God, and you won't believe what I'm telling you. You know. And Abraham didn't even have this truth. You know, he was he was giving them truth on a whole different level. And they wouldn't believe it because, again, they were full of they were full of pride, egotistical, arrogant, self-absorbed. Uh, and has had to stab one about and establish their own uh, definitions as to what righteousness really was separate from how the Bible defined righteousness. And that's consistent and uh, even more profound in this generation today. But uh, he goes on to say in verse 41. Ye do the deeds of your father. They said, uh, then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. So now they, they were basically accusing Christ of being, uh, 
somebody was, that was born of fornication. So, uh, you know, that, that is uh, just consistent that the Jews, and they still don't today, they only accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God. Uh, and they, again, they were saying he was born of fornication because uh, Mary wasn't married. And you know, all of a sudden she, she was impregnated. And uh, they were, you know, in their mindset, they were thinking, well, listen here, you know, she's not married. The only way she could have gotten uh, pregnant uh, was, you know, through fornication. Uh, so they had completely rejected, the, you know, the fact that it was um, a birth brought about by God's direct intervention. But uh, Christ goes on to say, uh, but they, uh, and you know, they, well, they, they responded again by saying, you do the deeds of your father. Then say they, said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Again, they claiming to be children of God, living absolutely contrary to what God instructs and outlines. And Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no, there's no truth in him. When he speak of a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convince of me of sin? If I, and if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not because you are not of God. In other words, uh, if you were truly of God and children of God, uh, preordained to be children of God, uh, you would hear the words of God and you will follow suit is the, the point that uh, Christ is, is uh, making there. Uh, and you will certainly be listening to his son and what his son is telling you uh, to do. Uh, but the, the, these uh, individuals couldn't, couldn't, couldn't grasp any of it because, again, uh, they were not of God. They were of Satan. They're fighting. They did the works of their father, uh, Satan. Let's continue. Uh, to Romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 32. Romans chapter 1 verses 18 through 32. As it states here, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness, because that which be, may be known of God is manifest in them. For God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even as eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So God is, uh, is just emphasizing, you know, the fact that he's created all these, uh, all these things, planets, universes, galaxies, animals, insects, microbes. You know, uh, God says, you know, they're, out, they're without excuse. You know, God, God says that uh, he's revealed himself in his creation pretty much. He said, the fact that I've created all these things is proof that I exist. So, you, are, you, you know, for you to... Uh, that's not going to carry any weight on the day of judgment. You know, and God knows that you know that he exists. You just refuse to acknowledge him. And that is really the case. When these people that did not deny that God exists, uh, in their hearts they know that God is real. Uh, but they just refuse to acknowledge of God and bow down to God's authority. And uh, that's going to be uh, ultimately very costly when they face God in the judgment. Make no mistake about that. But it goes on to say, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the incorruptible God into an image 
mage-like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, dishonored their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who was blessed forever. Amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of women, burned in their lusts one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, uh, which was meat. And uh, this is just speaking about gay homosexual men and lesbian women. And uh, God is just in, in instructing and just outlining uh, what the real issues are. And it's about lust. And this, these are the, you know, this is what uh, it's all about. You know, the, the fight for gay rights, the fight for transgender rights. And ultimately, uh, what they're working to accomplish is the legalization of pedophilia. And all of this is stemming from one thing, lust. And that will become even more clear and evident as we proceed. Uh, but it goes on to say, even as they did not like to retain, uh, just, you know, uh, let's go back to verse 27 real quick. And as it says uh, here, likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. Again, the lust is the, 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 the problem. This is what they're enslaved, enslaved by, shackled by. This is what the, uh, this is the catalyst uh, that produces all the evil uh, that these types of individuals and groups engage in. And they engage in it, although they try to uh, paint this picture of being wholesome and good uh, caring, concerned, and honest and trustworthy individuals. Nothing really could be further from the truth. They're individuals. They're sick individuals, enslaved by lust, and that that lust produces an insanity uh, because it really opens them them up to uh, demonic influence and uh, strong demonic influence, and that essentially warps their their uh, sense of uh, their uh, perception of reality, and uh, and just can. Uh, ultimately produce uh, so many corrupting and uh, destructive behaviors which are outlined and will become apparent as we, we proceed. As it states, uh, and they burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which, unse which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meat. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God, they got, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God. And, you know, that is so true. No group, excuse me, in this present age right now hates God like the homosexual and lesbian community. Why do they hate God so much? Because God uh, informs uh, us and makes it clear that their behavior is very destructive and filthy and corrupting. And this is why they hate God. Now, if God was in, you know, supported them, they'd be, you know, they'd be singing the praises of God from, 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 uh, uh, you know, from one uh, corner of the earth to the other. But because God, you know, points out, you know, and rightfully so, how destructive and perverse and corrupting the behavior is, then they hate God because of it, you know. Uh, and, and again, and, and that is primarily because they're in, enslaved and shackled by this filthy, uh, corrupting and destructive behavior. But it goes on to say being filled with all unrighteousness and fornication, wickedness, covetousness, 
Uh, I'm just uh, backtracking here. Uh, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding. In other words, they have no judgment and no ability to properly discern and perceive matters. All that's clouded by that perversion, uh, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. So, excuse me, God's word is just outlining how destructive the behavior is, and it, it's informing us that it all stems from lust. And again, you know, this is these are the behaviors that these particular groups want us to embrace and just fall in love with and support and promote as good and beneficial. But God is telling us that the opposite is true, you know, not to, you know, to embrace it, to reject it. And that it's very corrupting, addictive, and destructive. And it produces all these destructive, spiritually destructive fruits. Because all of this behavior, the unrighteousness, the fornication, the wickedness, the covetousness, the maliciousness, the envy, the murder, the bait, the deceit, the malignity, the whispering, the backbiting, the fact they hate God, which uh, God emphasizes in Deuteronomy 7.10 and and also in um, Psalms uh, 21, verses 8 through 9, or I think it's 7 through 9 or 8 through 9, God emphasizes in uh, Deuteronomy 7:10 that all those that hate him, he is going to repay them to their faces to destroy them. And uh, in uh, Psalms, it's either Proverbs or Psalms, uh, 21, verses 8 through 9, uh, he emphasizes that all uh, he, he will make uh, those that hate him as a fiery oven. In the time of his anger, uh, the flame shall devour them. And so in, in essence, what God is saying, uh, the fate and the ult ultimate fate of these individuals, the future of these individuals is a spiritual destruction. That is something that is clearly and powerfully outlined in the word of God. And I know some of the churches teach otherwise, but again, I'll be doing an audio very soon, uh, really debunking, uh, you know, that... Uh, that doctrine that all men will be saved <clears throat> that is absolutely not consistent with the word of God and it's a very 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 dangerous doctrine because it in essence teaches people uh, that there is no accountability for these types of behaviors and in so doing it encourages more of this type of behavior the fact that they teach that doctrine that all men will be saved and that's about the only thing that I disagree with the church's on uh, you know, the Bible emphasizes throughout the Bible that the wicked, the hater of God, and the ungodly are going to be destroyed by fire. That is that is uh, a truth that is impossible to get around. And, for, and, and the only way you can get around it is to just completely, absolutely reject it as truth. And that is going to carry, uh, you have some serious repercussions in terms of how God is going to judge that behavior. Because that is the complete rejection of God's authority and his instruction. You know, God emphasizes throughout the Bible that the wicked, the hater of God, and the ungodly are going to be destroyed by fire. That is something that is powerfully communicating God's word. And it's impossible uh, to get around it. And um, 
you know, to, to reason around it and to suggest that it just, you know, that it's, it's not biblical. And anybody that's doing that is really a deceiver, to be honest with you. But that is about the only thing that I disagree with the churches on. But I'll, I'll be doing an uh, audio very soon, going into more depth about that doctrine and that teaching that all men will be saved. That is absolutely not consistent with God's word. And I'll make that clear by using God's word in, a, in, a, in, a coming, uh, in an upcoming audio. But again, all these behaviors, backbiting, the, you know, the wickedness, the unrighteousness, the fornication, all these things, as is emphasized in Romans 32, are worthy of death, you know, and in uh, the judgment, they're worthy of death. In other words, when, they, when you face God in the judgment and you're being found guilty of all these things, that produces and results in the death penalty. You know, all of that behavior, it's birth from lust as is clearly outlined in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 32. But again, these are the same, this is the same behavior that they're promoting as beneficial and wholesome. But God's word tells us that it is extremely addictive and spiritually uh, corrupting and spiritually destructive and physically destructive as well. Make no mistake about it. Now let's continue to Romans chapter 6, verse 12. As it states here, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lust thereof. So we're commanded not to let those types of sins reign in our bodies, uh, and that we should uh, obey it in the lust thereof. And basically what that particular verse is saying is that uh, don't allow the lust to uh, cultivate and uh, produce that type of sinful behavior in your body. Because the lust, again, is the catalyst that produces all this wickedness and this evil and all this evil behavior because of the lengths and depths that these individuals are, are going uh, to satisfy the lust. You know, they'll do anything to satisfy the lust. Lie on all the slander. Uh, manipulate, give with a perverse sexually driven ulterior motive. They'll do anything to satisfy that lust and to draw others into the filthy perverse lifestyle. You know, it is just, it's absolutely abominable. It is evil. It produces spiritual and physical death. It's going to be judged harshly and punished harshly when they stand before God to be judged. It's as simple as that. That is something that is clearly and powerfully communicated by God's word. There's no way to get around it. Now let's continue to Romans chapter 13, verse 14. Romans chapter 13, verse 14, but it says here, Put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. All right, now it is uh, instructing us to put on the Jesus Christ. And how do we put on Jesus Christ? By following Jesus Christ's instruction. That's how you put on Jesus Christ. You just can't put on Christ. You know, you have to follow Christ's instruction. You know, like the Bible tells in, to us in First uh, John chapter 2, uh, verse 6, you know, uh, <clears throat> if you proclaim Christ and say that you know Christ, you have to walk as Christ walked. You have to behave the way Christ behaved. You have to do what Christ did. And Christ kept the commandments and the word of God fully. And that's what he requires from us today. Well, that is how we put on Jesus Christ. Uh, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh. To fulfill the lust thereof. To fulfill the lust of the flesh. 
the lust of the flesh is the catalyst for all of that evil you know you know they, the the the, uh, the probably uh, lust is one of the most corrupting vices in existence lust greed and pride those are the the, the most three corrupting and um and uh, destructive vices. You know, they'll take you down paths that result in you being transformed into something, uh, you know, completely different uh, than the person that you started out initially. Lust, pride, and greed will do that to you. Make no mistake about it. And they really can be defined as spiritual cyanide uh, because of what it ultimately results in, because of what it produces and what that behavior produces when it's, when it's judged by God. Let's let's continue to what uh, First Corinthians chapter ten verse six. To, excuse me, First Corinthians chapter ten verses one through six. Again, that's First Corinthians chapter ten verse one through six. As it states here, moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink. The same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Jesus Christ now again and then the, the particular spiritual meat and spiritual drink that being emphasized here is the doctrine that Christ taught that's the spiritual meat now you I've heard on you know false ministers say that you know you you have to eat of the spiritual meat of Jesus Christ and drink of the spiritual drink uh, but you know they, you know they just say that you can have Christ. But the Bible tells you, and so many verses in Scripture, as the way to have Christ is through that doctrine. You, for you, that is the foundation. That is where you start. You have to start with the doctrines of God and Christ. Again, that's further emphasized in Second uh, John chapter one verses nine through eleven, where it emphasizes that the man that don't have this doctrine, he don't have the Father or the Son. The man that has that doctrine, he has the Father and the Son. If any come to you who bring bring in another doc, doctrine, you you don't you know you you don't uh, have anything to do with them, and don't even wish them Godspeed. Uh, if you wish them Godspeed, you you gonna be a particular of of that of that person's evil deeds. That's how important doctrine adherence to doctrine is. It's further confirmed in um, uh, Romans chapter sixteen verses seventeen through eighteen, where it states, "I mark ye, uh, brethren, uh, I, I I beseech you, brethren." Rather, uh, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. For such are they that serve not the Lord Jesus Christ, but their own bellies, and by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple or the ignorant. All right, so that spiritual meat that's being emphasized here in these verses, and that spiritual drink, and that rock is being obedient to the doctrines and the word of God, and that is Christ, because Christ really is the Word of God in print. Christ is the Word in print. You know, He's the Word spiritually, and uh, the Bible is, 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 the, is Christ in print, pretty much. So that spiritual meat and that spiritual drink that's being emphasized is Christ, is, is, is being uh, in adherence to the doctrines and the Word of God as a whole. That's the spiritual meat and the spiritual drink that you have to drink in. All right, and let's continue. Uh, but it says, uh, it goes on to say, But with many of them God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. 
Now these things were our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Again, there we go talking about the lust again. The lust uh, for these things, you know, the lust, uh, whether it's sexual lust, you know, lusting after money, which is which is really greed, a form of greed, or whatever it is, it ultimately produces and cultivates all these other evil characteristics uh, because the length and, and depths uh, that these individuals are willing to go uh, to satisfy the lust or to gain, uh, you know, material wealth and material possessions and things of that nature. You know, I've seen, uh, you know, videos of a number of these celebrities, uh, a number of these rappers, rappers in particular. You know, they'll they'll just be flossing all their money and their, their jewels and their, their diamonds. And I've even heard one guy say, uh, uh, <laughs> it, it was kind of ironic and funny. The guy had a big, like a big chain on and said money over everything. And he, and, and, and he uh, basically... Uh, but it, he had basically said that, you know, God is his God. God provides me with all these things, you know, you know, you know, this God is my God. And I'm just, I'm just flossing and showing what God didn't bless me with. But what you have to understand now too, is that Satan blesses too. You know, Satan actually offered uh, Jesus Christ all the kingdoms of the earth. So Satan has access to all these, these riches and wealth because God gave it to him. Yeah, he actually gave offered it to Christ. I think is in um, uh, Matthew and Luke chapter four, uh, where he offered Christ all the kingdoms of the world if Christ would bow down and do active worship to him. So the fact that you have a you know immense personal wealth is not uh, does not suggest that you achieve that wealth by as from the hand of God or serving God, because Satan is able to bless bless abundantly uh, in terms of wealth also. You know, but he requires something from you. And, uh, you know, the, the, the behavior of these individuals and what they support and what they promote and how they conduct themselves are clearly evident that you're not God's children, you know. And, uh, I mean, that's a wake-up call. I hope, it, I hope it, it'll be a wake-up call for you. You're not God's children. You're Satan's children. You know, and that's evident by the way you behave, you know, the, you know, the content of your music, what you support, the lifestyles you support, you know. But yet you claim to be a child of God and you got a big chain on your neck talking about money over everything. Money is your God. And in so being, Satan is your God. God is not your God if money is your God. If money is your God, Satan is your God. Because Satan is going to use your love of money to, 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 to cause you to behave in ways that are completely contrary to God's word. And that's evident by the way you conduct yourselves, by the, the content of your music by what you promote and by what you support. It's evident that you're Satan's uh, children and Satan's sons and daughters. You're not God's sons and daughters. And I hope that's a wake-up call for you. Now, I know there's a lot of, there's a number of false ministers and false prophets out there teaching you otherwise, but they're lying to you. That behavior and what you support and your love of these material things, like the Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, I've heard people say, well, the love for money is, there's not money, Money's not the root of all evil, but the love of it, because what your love of it will make you do for it, anything for it, you know. And the fact that you're walking around with a big chain on your neck talking about money over everything is proof of that. Your God is the money, and in so being, Satan is your God.
All right now, the, but the lust is the catalyst that produces all that behavior. <clears throat> whether it's lust for money, whether it's lust for per perverse sexual behavior, lust for power, you know, all of those. Lust is the catalyst that produces all that filthy, corrupting behavior. Because what you'll do to get it, you'll do anything to get the money. <clears throat> Sleep with anybody to get the money. Do any kind of perverse sexual act to get the money. Lie, slander to get the money. Murder to get the money. You know, murder to get the sex. You know, lie, slander to get perverted sex. You know, murder to get power. Lie and slander to get power. All those are forms of lust. Your love of those things are forms of lust. And God commands us to, to flee these types of things because they produce spiritual fruit, negative, destructive fruit, spiritual fruit. Or, spirit, or I should say manifestations of the flesh. Not spiritual fruit, but manifestations of the flesh, you know, which is covered and, 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 and um, outlined in Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 through 24. The manifestations of the flesh, you know, wickedness, sorcery, you know, all manner of evil. Those are the manifestations of the flesh, you know, lust, greed, selfishness. All those are manifestations of the flesh. You're not the sons of God. You're the sons of the devil. And uh, the, 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 the quicker you come to that realization and accept it and change your behavior, uh, the better it is going to be for you. And you can continue to deceive yourselves all you want. Think of that, uh, you know, your love of all these material things and the fact that you'll do anything to get those material things dictates that you are a servant of God. You must be, you are an absolute fool. You're really a fool, you know. You're completely out of touch with reality and don't have a clue as to what God's word says about uh, what determines whether you're a child of God or not. And if you study God's word, you'll see that your behavior is consistent with the uh, attributes of a child of Satan. You know, I'm not telling you that uh, to uh, to put you down. I'm just telling you that to enlighten you and hoping that you open up your eyes and change your behavior to fall in line with with what God says is proper moral behavior. Because the road that you're on right now is most certainly going to lead to spiritual destruction. The Bible tells us in Revelation 21, uh, verse 7 through 8, that uh, idolaters also will have their place in the lake of fire. And oh, that, that means those that love and that will do anything uh, for money, sex, power, you know, material things. All those are forms of idolatry because you put those things above God. You disregard God's instruction, which says not to do these things, and there's going to be a consequence for doing these things, but you do them anyway because the, the, the money is your God. It's a, form of, it's, a, it's a form of idol worship. You'll do anything to get it. You'll do anything to get the material things. You'll do anything to get the power. Those are all forms of idolatry. And that is emphasized in Revelation 21, verses 7 through 8, that all idolaters will have their place in the lake of fire as well. And I've covered that in, in previous audios and kind of laid that out and made it plain to most people. What you have to do is just go by God's word. Do not believe me. Believe the, God, the word of God. You know, do not believe me. Believe God's word. And as you see, it's consistent Excuse me. throughout the Bible how God is informing us to flee the lust 
and that the lust is the catalyst that produces all this evil, corrupting, and spiritually and physically destructing behavior. You have to flee it, reject it, because if not, it will consume you, whether it's sexual addiction, addi addicted to, to, to money, material things, it will corrupt you, and that ultimately leads to judgment, harsh judgment, and spiritual condemnation. Make no mistake about that. Now let's continue to Galatians uh, 5.24. That's Galatians 5.24. And as it states here, And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. You know, the Bible is in, informing us here that those that follow Christ have killed the flesh with all this lust. Why? Because they understand that lust is the catalyst that produces all these things. All the evil behavior. All the greed. All the selfishness. You know, all the, the desperate measures to get it. You know, with this lying, murdering, harassing, slandering, you know, stabbing in the back, gossiping. You know, the lust is the catalyst that produces all that evil, corrupting behavior. And that evil, corrupting behavior leads to condemnation when God judges it. Because you're going to have to answer for all that when you face God. You know, there's a day of... Account accountability coming when you have to stand before God and give an account for every word that you utter you know that's coming directly from the mouth of Jesus Christ in Matthew chapter 12 every idle word that you speak you shall have to give an account of in the day of judgment by your words you shall be justified and by your words you shall be condemned that's coming from the mouth of Jesus Christ himself who are you going to believe you going to believe a man over Jesus Christ you're a fool. Now, if the words result in condemnation, what the heck are the actions going to result in? Now, ask yourself that question. Now, let's continue. If you follow me to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 through 4. Again, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 through 4, as it states here, wherein in times past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, uh, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as others. <clears throat> all right, and that is informing uh, the, the 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 you know just enlightening us and reminding us that you know. Uh, you know, we've all been there, you know. We've all had our, all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh. You know, fulfilling the, desire, the desires of the flesh. Even, you know, the righteous man, he's been there, you know. But, you know, what makes him righteous is that he's changed his behavior to fall in line with what God's word defines as proper moral behavior. He's no longer living in accordance to the flesh and the lust of the flesh which is the catalyst that produces all this evil behavior. You know, but, see, but this is the same behavior that these sexually perverse groups and individuals want you to embrace, and then they say it's liberty. You know, you'd be absolute fool to, 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 to believe that the satanic lie. It's a lie directly from Satan, because Satan understands if he can get you addicted to these behaviors, it's over. It's a wrap, because it's extremely to come out of that, that behavior, you know. You know, I've seen interviews where uh, people were talking to these people 
sexual addicts and uh, homosexuals addicted to that stuff. I remember one interview years ago. I saw an interview. Uh, I forget who who it was, but it was a prominent individual interviewing a homosexual, and he was crying. And he was saying it was hard to come out of. You know, he was just saying it's hard. You know, and he said he wants to come out. He said, but it's hard. You know, the lust, had, you know, got to, has some shackled, and this is what it is, and this is why Satan is promoting it so fiercely. Because of how shackling and corrupting and destructive it is. Satan understands once you get involved in it, it, it takes some momentous effort. You can't come out of it, come out of it, out of it by yourself. You know, I don't think that you can actually, uh, you know, it may be possible, but it'd be very difficult. But you would have to have some type of divine intervention to come after, come out of it because, because it's so corrupting and so addictive. You know, but the guy was crying, saying he wanted to come out of it, but he just he couldn't. He said it's it's hard. You know. But that's how that behavior does. What this, what it does. It is corrupting and it is extremely addictive. Probably even more. I think it's safe to say it's more addictive than drug addiction, because drug addiction is really on a physical level for the most part, and in some cases psychological. But a homosexual, so sexual, homosexuality results in a physical, spiritual, and psychological addiction. You know, there's, there's the demonic forces involved at some point. That's what the Bible says in, the, in Romans that God gave them over to a reprobate mind. You know, and when you, when God does that, basically what God says, okay, I'm going to let you do your own. And, and when you do that, God does that. He rejects you for that, for that filthy behavior. Demons come in strong, you know, influencing you, you know, inhabiting, inhabiting, they inhabit your body. You know, they take up residence in your body. When you when you practice that filthy corrupting behavior, demons come in. They take and take residence in, in your body, and it makes it even more difficult to come out. You know, but again, as you see, as the Bible confirms and justifies itself over and over again, you know, the 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 thing and the the the, the corrupting element, the catalyst that produces all the evil corrupting behavior, is the lust. And God is commanding us over and over again in several different books to avoid the lust, to come out from the lust, reject the lust. But yet Satan is telling you through these perverse individuals and groups to embrace the lust and that is liberating. You know, that is a satanic lie from Satan, a demonic lie. The opposite is true. That filthy, ungodly behavior enslaves and shackles you. And that is what Satan understands. He knows if he can get you shackled by that perversion, it's pretty much a wrap. He got, you, he has you, and he's going to use that lust to cause you to behave in ways that are completely biblically contrasting and contradictory to the Bible, and that ultimately results in condemnation when judged. You know, it'll have you lying to satisfy the lust. It will have you slandering to satisfy the lust, murdering if necessary in some cases to satisfy the lust. Ban false witness, harassing individuals, spreading rumor, gossiping. All that behavior is extremely offensive to God because it's hurting others. And God is going to require uh, a payment for it, a price for it when you face God in the judgment. That is something that is clearly outlined in the word of God. But let's go over that again in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 through 4. As it states here, where in times past... Ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, that's Satan, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had 
We all had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, were by nature the children of wrath even as others. As, even as others. Were by nature the children of what? Were by nature the children of what? Were by nature the children of wrath. And that's talking about the wrath of God or the punishment of God because of that behavior. But it's just in uh, reminding us that we've come out of that. But we were all there to some degree at one point, you know, not necessarily lusting after men or being a man lusting because that's something I just find absolutely disgusting. You know, that is something I've never done and I will never, ever sleep with a man under any amount of money or anything. That is just disgusting behavior. It's nasty. It's filthy. But Satan, Satan will uh, have you thinking that it's beneficial when it involves wading through fecal matter and excrement. You know, and he's telling you that it's beneficial and wholesome. And that you, you know, don't worry about it. You know, it's liberating. You're just liberating yourself. You know, to insert your penis in another man's stinking nasty anus. Full of bacteria and, 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 and feces. You know. I remember reading an article where one, one guy was, was slamming homosexuality. And rightfully so. But another... It was like in a, in a, I think it was like in a Facebook post, actually. And another guy came on and said, uh, a homosexual said, well, I, you got to clean yourself. As long as you clean yourself, you're okay. I'm like, what type of reasoning is that? How can you clean? You can't clean the anus. Listen, the anus is not a vagina. A, a hairy anus is not a vagina. A vagina, you know, I hate to, you know, be so blunt and direct, but has good bacteria in it for the most part, you know, uh, you, you know, in terms of um, in the self-cleaning. And I mean, not to say you don't have to clean, you know, women certainly have to clean themselves, but it has bacteria that actually cleans and, and, and makes it healthy. You know, it's, you can't compare a vagina to an anus, a hairy, manly anus. I mean, that is satanic and ridiculous reasoning. But the guy said something about he dished himself. I'm like, dish, how can you come to that twisted conclusion about dishing yourself? You can't dish an anus because there's all, as long as there's food coming in, you know, it, the fecal matter is constantly being produced. It's like, a, it's like perpetual poop production for the most part. Perpetual poop production. You can't clean an anus. Uh, you know, I liken an anus to a toilet seat, to a, a public toilet seat. Once you deposit a batch, there's always another fresh batch uh, coming after that to be deposited. So you can never really clean a toilet because there's always a uh, fresh uh, batch of feces ready to be deposited into that public toilet or any toilet for that matter. You know, and that's the same thing with an anus. You can't clean an anus. You wipe it. Try wiping an anus. You, you know, you have to wipe an anus. You might have to have to wipe the anus an hour later. You know, I had to be so graphic, been blunt about it, but it's just the truth. And uh, this is how you have to be, be with individuals because they don't seem to be able to grasp it any other way. You know, but yet they tell you this behavior is beneficial, is wholesome. You know, it's liberating. You know, but God is telling us to avoid these types of destructive behaviors because they are addictive, they are corrupting, and they ultimately result in spiritual destruction and condemnation. Now, that's the truth of the matter. You know, and there's no liberty in practicing perverse sexual behavior 
It results in in, 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 in uh, enslavement, uh, corruption, and destruction. You know, that's the ultimate outcome. That's what it is. But again, this is the uh, theme that's being promoted by the, the liberal media and the radical liberal left that these are beneficial and wholesome behaviors that should be embraced and that in doing so, you're sexually liberating yourself. But the truth of the matter and the fact of the matter, according to God's word, and God doesn't lie to us, and I don't need the Bible to tell me that this behavior is wrong, you know. And anybody with some basic common sense shouldn't need the Bible to tell you that this particular form of behavior is wrong in terms of sexual perversions, you know, homosexuality, for instance, to be blunt. You, you don't, uh, if you got a basic a brain and some basic common sense and you go to the bathroom every day and you wipe your rear end, that should be all the proof that you need that it's disgusting and it's filthy. You know, and I don't need a Bible to tell me this. But it's, it's, it's reinforced even more when it's coming from the mouth of God himself, telling us to avoid this filthy behavior because it's corrupting, it is shackling, and it's spiritually and physically destructive. Now, that's what it is. Now, let's continue uh, to First Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. First Peter chapter 4, verses 1 through 3, as it states here, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, for he that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lust, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries. Lust and abominable idolatries are covered in there. Again, there go the Bible talking about the lust again. And how destructive the things are. And he also throws in abominable idolatries. I wonder what he's talking about there. He's talking about uh, loving uh, material things or whatever. To the point where you're doing anything for it. You know, even filthy things like homosexual sex, for instance. You know being addicted to something so filthy and disgusting. That, that's considered an, an abominable idolatry. As you, you will do anything to satisfy the filthy lust. That a filthy lust that involves wading through fecal matter. That's human excrement, waste for sexual gratification. And the lust, you know, all that encompasses, is encompassed in, 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 that, uh, in those particular verses. Again, God is informing us to flee these things and that these things are destructive and to avoid them, to come out from them. But Satan, through homosexuals and lesbians and transgender individuals, are telling us to embrace these destructive lifestyles. You know, they're telling us, uh, you know, it's okay, it's wholesome, it's beneficial, it's, 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 it's liberating, it's sexual freedom. But the reality is, it is a sexual addiction. And that's the truth. But see, Satan through them, you know, the, 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 who are the sons of Satan, he's using them as tools to promote and broadcast this very destructive and deceptive and corrupting, spiritually and physically destructive message. Lie. 
the truth of the matter is, according to God's word, lust is the catalyst that produces all these filthy, corrupting behaviors, and it is shackling and addictive, not liberating and in a, in a, in a source of freedom. It's quite the opposite. And let's continue to Second Peter chapter 2, verses 18 through 19. Chapter 2, again, that's Second Peter chapter 2, verses 18 through 19. <clears throat> As it states here, For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through such wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, the same is brought into bondage. Now, what is that talking about? That's talking about the, the perverse sexual behaviors. You know, these, again, as I covered just previously, these individuals are telling you that it's liberty, but they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome of the same he is brought into bondage of the, from this behavior. In other words, he's shackled by this behavior. If he's overcome by it, these sexual perversions and the sexual addiction, he's brought into bondage by it. And it's extremely difficult to come out of, you know. Like I said, and I stand by that statement, it's even more addictive than drug addiction. And it's, and it's certainly more destructive than drug addiction because drug addiction uh, really uh, can only destroy you from a physical perspective. You know, it's not corrupting from a spiritual perspective unless, of course, it results in you conducting yourself and behaving in a way that results in uh, you transgressing or rebelling against God's word and his way of life. But it's corrupting uh, from a, uh, but this type of behavior is corrupting from a spiritual perspective and a physical perspective because it produces, produces deadly disease, you know, which has been proven. And it produces spiritual death when judged because of all the filthy, corrupting spiritual behavior that the perversion produces. And then and, and the lengths and depths that these people are willing to go to to satisfy the lust. But yet now they, 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 they're telling you that embrace it because it's liberty. And then that's covered directly in God's word. They're telling you that embrace it. They promised them liberty. But they themselves are the servants of corruption. And, and in other words, they're enslaved by the corrupt, corrupting behavior. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought into bondage. Let's go over that one more time. That's Second Peter chapter 2, verses 18 through 19. As it states here, For when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they are lured through the lust of the flesh, through the wantonness, those that were clean escape from them who live in error. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought into bondage. In other words, uh, these behaviors that they're telling you to embrace, those same behaviors are in reality very uh, corrupting and addictive, and they bring you into bondage as opposed to freedom and liberty. Don't believe me, believe the word of God. As you see, as the Bible uh, clearly outlines throughout the Bible, over and over and over and over again, how corrupting and destructive 
sexual lust or lust of any kind are. And in in, 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 uh, that it is the catalyst that produces all this other evil, corrupting behavior that ultimately results in harsh judgment and destruction when you face God. Don't believe me. Believe the word of God. My name is Donald Bohannon. Thanks for listening.